I am Jody O'Donnell. This is the OBX Fishcast, and with us, Cat Marty Brill. Marty, you've been keeping an eye on the whole fish situation throughout the Outer Banks. Let's start off with the offshore fishing this week. How has it been? Offshore fishing has been good. There's been a lot of variety in the catches. Um, and probably the featured fish would be the big eye tunas that have been caught over the last few days. Those mostly in the Oregon Inlet Fleet and mostly over 100 pounds running up to about 150 um that is a very good eating tuna bigger than the elephants and black fins not as big as the blue fins but um they had a few of those they've had they've had really good yellowfin tuna fishing over the past couple of weeks hatteras and oregon inlet both um and some mixed black fins too but all that has sort of faded away a little bit as the mahi or the dolphin have uh came into the area and these are not just little small three to five pound mahi. These are uh, 12 to 18 pounds average. Most of them, what we call gaffers, um, which require a gaff to bring them over the side of the boat. And of course, big party pleasers. They jump, they fight hard, and then they're delicious any way you want to cook them. Uh, they're really, really good. We've also had some good bottom fishing. We saw catches down in Hatteras. Uh, Jesse uh, on the Carolina Girl. Um, on this on day two uh, of a two-day party, first day they caught a lot of mahi. The second day they stopped in bottom fish and caught triggerfish, sea bass, red snapper, more and more of those, more and more catches like that being seen. And then of course the thing that's got everybody's interest right now is the cobia fishing. And I've already got a report this morning that the cobia are right outside the bar at Oregon Inlet. Um, probably wasn't supposed to share that, but it's a uh, been Hatteras and Oregon both have had great Kobe fishing, but one thing you have to be really careful on the bars, uh, the sandbars where the sound waters run under the Bass Night Bridge or out Hatteras, uh, Hatteras or Oregon Inlet on outgoing tide, they meet this swell that's been pushing in from offshore. The surfers are loving it, but you want to be really careful as you cross that bar. We had uh, a couple close calls over the last few days with some private boats, so please be careful of that. The Cobia, um, we went from 20 a day per boat, not uncommon last Saturday, to, you know, lesser numbers but bigger fish through the week. But then again this morning, just in time for the weekend, things are shaping up. So it's, offshore fishing is really good. No doubt about it. Talking to Captain Marty Brill, what are you hearing for the surf? Uh, the surf fishing is really nothing ex- all that exciting with Cape Point closed and well, I guess what's the end of the big drum bite down there big red drum really good spring on those but then all up and down our beaches fishing has settled into more of a summer routine of good class of sea mullet um, many of them citation uh, the first pompano and spanish mackerel of the year bluefish and puppy drum that that's really all through our listening area all the way down to ocracoke and all the way up to the virginia state line then there's also been some featured fish, and that would include a few Kobe have been caught off piers and in the surf, and some really nice um, speckled trout on the northern beaches. One of them went nine pounds, one went six pounds, one went five pounds. That's just the ones I'm hearing of. But uh, a lot of undersized fish, which is a good sign for the next year class. So surf fishing is good. You can uh, fish simple bottom rigs, double hook bottom rigs with bait. Or you can also uh, use metal lures like gotcha plugs or sting silvers when you see the blues in Spanish.
Yeah, of course, Marty, before we let you go, we do have some area tackle shops as part of the OBX Fish Cast. But one thing you can never emphasize too much is trust your area tackle shops. Absolutely, because uh, they have local knowledge and they have fresh bait, not frozen bait. They have both, but you can get really good fresh bait caught the day before they work very hard makes all the difference in the world fresh bullet fresh shrimp blood worms uh, right on down the line and the the locals that work there are going to give you the best knowledge and the prices are really no different than what you're going to find in a big box store but you're going to get service and local knowledge and know-how and there's no charge for that so it's it's why you want to trust your local tackle shops and uh, support them they'll make sure they take good care of you and of course, we'll be hearing from a few of those before this show is over. Marty, thank you so much for being part of OBX FishCast. All right. Have a great day. This is the OBX FishCast. I'm Jody O'Donnell. We're with Justin Stewart from TW's Bait and Tackle, two great locations. Uh, Justin, are you at the one in Kitty Hawk or Nags Head right now? I'm in the Nags Head location right now. And of course, Justin, we're trying to get a feel for how the fishing has been on the northern beaches this week. How has it been? pretty good you know we've had a big swell here the past couple of days so it's made surf fishing a little bit difficult but uh there's been a lot of bluefish around this week um you know there's been a few sea mullets and blow toad we're starting to see a few summertime fish like some flounder um you know as far as the piers go it's been about the same too there's been a few puppy drum around the beach as well um you know the the inshore boats they've been doing really well too they've uh the cobia fishing has been good you know given the conditions like I said, it was a big swell, so it's been difficult for the majority of the boats to fish, but uh, the guys that have gone have done pretty good. You also um, get you get all those surf anglers dropping by TWs. Uh, what are they thinking right now as we do approach the weekend? Uh, it looks like we're going to have decent weather today and tomorrow. Um, you know, it looks like Sunday we're going to start having a lot of wind for um, for a day or day and a half, but uh, I would imagine the weekend should continue to be pretty good fishing along the beaches up here. People dropping by TWs right now, let's say they're just the average angler. Maybe they're down here on vacation. Maybe they live around here. But uh, if they said, what should I do fishing-wise? I want to have a great time. What what would the mission be? What would you suggest? Um, I would suggest just buying you a bag of shrimp and a small two-hook bottom rig and going and putting some time in. You're not going to catch them on your couch. I hear you. Uh, you sound like our very own Captain Marty on that. Now, what about cobia fishing? You all do have the supplies there. We do. We do. We, we carry uh, meat hog bucktails and, oh, oh, as well as other bucktails. Um, we've got live eels. We've got the rods and reels to do it with and everything in between. Been chatting with Justin Stewart with TW's, two locations, Nags Head and Kitty Hawk. Justin, thank you so much. Yeah, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. We appreciate you being part of the OBX Fishcast. Yes, sir. This is the OBX Fishcast. I'm Jody O'Donnell. We're speaking with Ara at the Oregon Inlet Fishing Center. Ara, as we gear up for the weekend, how has the fishing been this week out of the Oregon Inlet Fishing Center? Hi, hi. Uh, it's been pretty good. Uh, we've been seeing uh, mixes of yellowfin tuna and mahi-mahi. Um, so we're expecting the same thing for this coming weekend. And we've actually been seeing quite a few of big eye citations. Um, as I mentioned previously, uh, citation for a big eye uh, means that the fish has to be over 100 pounds. So we're seeing quite a few of those roll in. So, like I said, we're expecting the same thing this weekend. We've got all of our offshore guys scheduled for Saturday. So we're, we're getting pretty amped up here. 
Speaking of those citations on the big eye tuna, you said they got to be over 100 pounds. Didn't you give out a couple of citations to some people who didn't even weigh 100 pounds? <laughs> I did. I think we, we had a five- and eight-year-old come through here yesterday. Cutest little anglers I've ever seen. Um, I think the first one was like 137 pounds. The other one was about 130. So, yeah, these guys didn't even weigh like 90 pounds themselves and were, you know, getting citations. How about that? We're talking to air at the Oregon Inlet Fishing Center. We've been discussing some offshore action. What about the inshore and the nearshore? So our nearshore guys are really targeting cobia right now. Um, and depending on the day, those are like hit or miss. Um, wait to see what uh, one of our guys says today. Um, one day you'll see 40 from the tower. Someday, all day, you'll see like two. Um, but, yeah, we're hoping for some uh, more speckled trout from our inshore guys as well. And I think Miss Oregon Inlet, I think she's going after flounder. She didn't make it out today, but hopefully tomorrow. All right. Of course, they call the Miss Oregon Inlet the flounder pounder. We're talking to Eric, just getting a feel for what's been going on at the Oregon Inlet Fishing Center this week as we do head into the weekend. Era, if people want to find out a little more about the Oregon Inlet Fishing Center, how can they do that? Absolutely. Um, we're open 4.30 in the morning to 7 at night. Um, that means our phones will be picked up by a person. So that phone number is 252-441-6301. But if you want to do it yourself, our website's open 24-7, oregon-inlet.com. Eric, thanks so much for being part of the OBX FishCast. Absolutely. Have a good one. I'm Jody O'Donnell. This is the OBX Fish Cast, and we've headed down to Teach's Lair Marina on Hatteras Island. Talking to Pat. Pat, how has the fishing been this week out of Teach's Lair? It's been good. Offshore, lots of dolphins, some wahoo, um, still blackfin tuna, few yellowfin. Um, inshore, the cobia bite is up, which is always good. Uh, we've got a lot of trips booked for all-day uh, all fishing for cobia. Uh, on shore side, Pompano um, has been mainly the main catch. There's still some drum around, but of course the point's pretty much cut off to us now. Now, of course, Pat, we're talking about offshore fishing this time of year. The trips going out of Teacher's Lair Marina, what are they looking to catch? Offshore, dolphin mainly. Um, like I said, blackfin tuna, there's still a few wahoo around. They're catching some kings as well. They pick up some kingfish this week, king mackerel. And when you're talking about the cobia, when you're talking to the captains, what are they thinking? How long do you think the cobia will be lingering? Hopefully, we're right in the middle of cobia season now, so we're looking probably through the end of the month. What's it like at the booking desk when the cobia poke their heads around the area? It's all, Is it like where almost every call you get, people are going, I want a cobia? Pretty much. Right now, actually, I just had two this morning to put all day trip. So I imagine it's better if you call in sooner than later when the... Definitely. Definitely. They need to get them down. And I've got a couple of boats that are completely booked at the end of the month for cobia fishing. Just to put you on the spot, uh, how many boats do you have there out of Teacher's Lair that are targeting cobia right now? Between five and six. Okay, between five and six. And offshore boats. How many offshore boats do you have there? We have around 12 offshore boats. There's a restaurant there at Teacher's Lair. If people want to find Teacher's Lair, how will they go about locating? Locating it, um, come down into Hatteras Village, keep going south towards the ferry dock. We are the last marina before the ferry. We are the only marina with gas pumps out of the road. So keep an eye out for so that. For those gas pumps on the right-hand side. Yes, we've got a big canopy out there with gas pumps. You can't really miss it. It's a big marina. And what are your hours? We're open from 5 a.m. to 7 p.m. 
Pat from Teacher's Lair Marina, thanks so much for being part of OBX Fishcast. You're welcome, Jody. Thank you. And we've made contact with Red Drum Tackle, the closest tackle shop to the point. What's going on? Well, this is Bob in the closest tackle shop to the closed Cape Point. That was my next thing. Yeah, we're uh, we're sort of perturbed with them right now. The the ocean with this tide we've had for the last three days, for example, Avon Pier yesterday had a big enough swell that it was hitting the boards on the pier. That swell has completely overwashed Cape Point from end to end, and there are no nests left. But Park Service says ours says everything's good, everything's fine. So we have some, uh, maybe we've got some disagreement going on right now. They they seem to be intent on keeping it closed. Not very happy with them, you can tell. So um, we're catching fish though. We had a group of local boys yesterday. We're down on ramp 49 catching these. About the biggest sea mullets that I've ever seen is, you know, on average, and they had like 30 fish, and the heads on them look like baseballs. That's how big they are. And then uh, some of it has been up and down. The swell is not very good for the fish, and a lot of fish don't like the sand and the silt that it kicks up. But uh, there's been some big pompanos at Ramp 55, which means good clean water down there in Hatter's. The cobia boats are doing well. It's still swelling and rough, so be careful. You don't want to go through that inland on outgoing tide, you know. Uh, but they're up on the inside, anchored up, chumming on the bottom, catching some nice cobia. So, you know, you you got places to fish. You just uh, don't don't let me get aggravated with Cape Horn and slow you down, but go fishing. Now, so, as far yeah. as this weekend is concerned, someone drops by Red Drum Tackle, uh, let's say they're just an average angler. They're yeah. not super intense. They want to go out and try to make something happen. Well, and we can do that. We'd be glad to help. Uh, there, there's all kinds of places up and down and along the beach to fish. And um, as like I said, as whatever this storm is moves on away from us, it gets back calmer. And so just come on by. We were shrimp, bloodworms, fresh cut bait, menhaden, mullet. And I was sitting here thinking, you know, I didn't say anything about sound side, but the boys and girls that are fishing on the sound side, especially late in the evening, right before dark, are knocking the speckled trout and puppy drum out. You know, it's really pretty fishing to you. It's real light freshwater tackle, you know, gulp, light lead heads, and just, you know, like I said, I love fishing this time of the year. It's shorts. You take a dip net along the sound while you while you're on the sound side, catch a mess of crabs for supper. Life's good. And go Carolina, Lord help! They need to beat Boston. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Bob, a hockey fan as well. Bob, yeah. what are your hours at, at Red? Yeah, Drum? We're, we're six in the morning to ten at night, and um, the the lower outer banks down here, we really don't have so much. Nighttime entertainment. We have a little bit of putt putt here and there and stuff like that. But you know, come come dark thirty after you have a good meal at one of these fine restaurants. Come on in and shop around. Let us show you some custom rods and you know get to talking before long. One of the one one of the, one of the experts that work for me will give you some stuff. You know, some 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 local knowledge that lets you go catch some fish. It's, it's not sneaky, but it is sneaky. It's the right way to do it. I hear you. Yeah. Well, Bob, thanks so much for being part of OBX Fishcast. Okay, man. Thanks a lot for calling us. We're, we're right here smiling. So thank you, buddy.
This is the OBX Fishcast. I'm Jody O'Donnell. With us is Alan from Trade Winds in Ocracoke. Alan, how has the fishing been this week? It's been pretty good. Uh, we've had some sea mullets and bluefish along the beach. It's been the nice eating size sea mullets and bluefish, 11, 15 inch sea mullets mostly. A couple of bigger ones reported here and there. And the 14 to 18 inch bluefish, uh, you know, as I said, a good eating size fish. We've had a couple of puppy drum on the beach this week. I had a report of a sheep's head on the beach. And a couple of pompanos showed up. So that's overall surf fishing. I mean, it's been a little slow at times and spots, but it's been, on average, it's been pretty good. Sometimes people don't realize you all have some offshore fishing going on down there, too. Right. And near shore, um, just off the beach, we're uh, seeing Spanish mackerel. And there were a couple of Spanish casted from the beach. But that's mostly going to be on the boats near shore. So we've had uh, Spanish mackerel. And we've also had some king mackerel near shore, just within a couple of miles of the beach. So that's been good fishing. And then uh, I know a couple of guys went out, uh, reported an 82-pound cobia, a 70-pound cobia, and a few other cobias sight-casted from same kind of conditions, you know, just two to two, to two miles or so off the beach. Uh, the cobia has been a little bit sporadic. While we've had a couple of real big fish reported, I wouldn't say the cobia fishing has been real strong. Um, but it has been some nice fish around, and hopefully we'll continue to see those fish being sight-casted over through the month, throughout the month of May. And uh, a little further out, I mean, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you all had some big wahoo. Yep, wahoo. Uh, there's still a couple of yellow fins around, but I tell you, this is the time of year you really start targeting those big dolphins, and there's some nice catches of dolphins starting to show up. The big dolphins are showing up, and that's a great fish to be targeting throughout the middle of May. Of course, it's on to Alan at Tradewinds in Ocracoke. Alan, as we creep upon the weekend, what are your thoughts on the fishing front? Well, we got a little bit of stormy weather possibly here and there. I think something coming through maybe Sunday evening. Sometimes as we've got a little shower or two, it makes it a little more tricky to sight cast cobia offshore. And, you know, you got to be careful on the boats. But then the surf fishing sometimes is a little bit better when we got a little bit of a swell and a little chop. So it's going to be interesting to see how it works out. Um, I expect to see more sheep's head being caught from the beach and, and just inside over the next couple of weeks. So we should look for that coming up in the next week. And if you'll drop by Trade Winds there in Ocracoke, and you're talking about sheephead, what about catching them? How are you going to go about doing that? Uh, it's generally going to be shrimp or crab, sand fleas or a little fiddler crab or uh, shrimp and the small hooks and keep your tackle light and fishing around the oyster shells or grass on the inside or just along the beachfront, believe it or not. They, they'll be caught along the beach in the little shelly areas along the beach uh, over the next couple of weeks. Did get reports of some water temps on the northern beaches creeping towards 60. What do you have down there in Ocracoke? Uh, we're in the mid-60s, creeping towards 70. Uh-huh. And, of course, trade winds. If people have not been by there, how are they going to find it? And What are your hours? All right, we're located next door to Jason's Restaurant. Same building as Jason's Restaurant right across the street from the 1718 Brewery. And check out the fishing reports on Tradewinds Tackle on Facebook. Our hours are 7 to 7 every day. Alan, thanks so much for being part of OBX FishCast. Thank you, Jody. This is the OBX FishCast, and now we shift our attention to Tony Lombardi. Tony has a site, walkingangler.com. Before we talk a little surf fishing, Tony, your site, walkingangler.com, what might we find there? Oh, wow. Um, We've got a lot of information on there. Uh, There's uh, eight different sections, 
and it talks about uh, welcoming uh, the region. It talks about weather averages, seasons. goes into some angling tips. Uh, we, we dabble in a little bit on gear and equipment, but especially locations, uh, you know, where you can fish on the Outer Banks, whether it's a surf pier uh, or bridge. Uh, we also talk a little bit about the species that you can find there and how to catch them. And then uh, we finally get into some of the regulations, you know, some of the things that you would find uh, at the tackle shop or on the fishing pier, you've got them at your disposal right on your cell phone. Tony, obviously someone listening to OBX FishCast is into fishing. They probably know something about fishing, and you do a good amount of fishing. Today we'll talk a little surf fishing on the Outer Banks. And, Tony, let's say someone is familiar with fishing. They fish here. They come down here to fish. What's something, though, they may not think of when it comes to surf fishing that may be limiting their success if they haven't tried it or or haven't pondered it at least? Well, I think the first thing you do when you want to surf fish, you want to develop uh, some type of strategy. And the strategy would include reading the beach. You, you want to look for signs. You, look, you want to look for something different, some type of structure. Uh, you want to focus on the entire beach. Look for sand formations, waves, other forms of life, say fish jumping or birds working. Uh, you want to look at the, the structure of the beach, which is really important to determine if there's a slough. And a slough is a, 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 a deep water. It's a channel that runs parallel with the beach. If you look at the beach, you'll see a, a, most of them are flat. Uh, then if you have a flat beach, it, it runs into a shallow water area uh, right, in the, right, right in the wash. But if you have a, a cusp or a hill, that means that the, the sand will run into a deeper water. So really that's where you want to fish is in the deeper water. You also want to look at waves, how they form offshore. Do they roll all the way in? If they do, then you're going to see some deep water there. Uh, if they break on the bar, then that indicates some shallow water. So those are the things that you want to look at first. Is You want to read the beach. You want to find the best place to go. Tony, when you walk onto the beach, and of course you've done a little research before you get to the beach, but what kind of surf conditions do you usually think for most type of surf fishing is going to be the most advantageous? Well, I always like moving water. So you want to look at the tides. Uh, some people like the incoming tide, some like the outgoing, and there's advantages to both of those. But it's the key is to look for moving water. Now, Tony, you have your walkingangler.com site. And one of the things, though, I think you have profiled on that site that maybe people have not always factored into their fishing experience is barometric pressure. Yes, yes. That's, that's something that, that um, a, a lot of anglers focus on, and it's, it's one of those unknown uh, weather phenomena that, that is uh, sometimes hard to, to, to grasp. But I, I, like to, I like to look at the barometer when I fish, and, and there's a theory behind that when the barometer is moving, whether it's in uh, raising or lowering, uh, it has a direct effect on wildlife and especially fish. So when you have a, a storm front that's coming through, you're going to have a change in barometer. And it's always good to fish either just before a, a front comes through or just after one. And it, typically you, f you find that um, the, the fish feed a little bit more aggressively uh, during those time frames. Now, Tony, as far as uh, 
rising barometer and falling barometer. Explain how that might affect the fish's feeding. Well, this is, again, this is a theory that it's, it's well known in a number of fishing circles. When the, the barometer is falling, there's a slight pressure, increased pressure, and it affects the fish's uh, organs. And when they compress the organs, the fish uh, seems not to not feed as aggressively as they normally would. Then when you have a rising barometer, you have an expansion of those organs or less pressure on those. And the fish then seem that they're, they're hungry or they're, their stomachs are empty and they'll feed more, uh, more aggressively. Talking to Tony Lombardi, walkingangler.com. Tony, this is the month of May. We are on the Outer Banks. What kind of fish, if someone's coming down here, someone lives around here, they want to do some fishing, what kind of fish are they thinking about reeling in from the surf? Well, there's quite a few of them right now. There's Sea mullet is, is probably the most uh, common one you'll find. But you also see some flounder. There's some speckled trout. Uh, blues, red drum are, are up and down the beach. Uh, of course, you'll see some black drum spot and croakers uh, as the temperature um, increases a little bit. Uh, Spanish mackerel are running on the southern beaches, and we're just starting to hear a little bit of that on the northern beaches. Pinfish, pigfish, and blowtoes are, are more of our mainstays. And, of course, if you're fishing on the bottom, you might be lucky enough to hook up with a shark, a ray, or, or a skate. You never know. That is the truth. Been talking to Tony Lombardi, walkingangler.com. Final question for you, Tony. If you were going to fish for one particular species at this moment, what type of fishing would you say is guaranteed to be the most successful <laughs> as far as guarantees go in the world of fishing? It is fishing and not catching. It's it's fishing, not catching. A guarantee, I think the guarantee is you'll have a great time. But I think this time of year... The sea mullet is probably the, the, the fish that you'll catch more often than not. And as far as rigging up to get one, what would you do? Well, I, I use a six and a half to seven and a half foot rod, uh, light to medium. Uh, typically, you'd want to use a two hook bottom rig. Uh, you don't want to oversize the hooks. Uh, number four would probably work best. Uh, you can use either a pyramid sinker or a bank sinker. I, I like a pyramid sinker if I'm going to hold my spot in the, in the surf, or if I'm going to have um, my bait drift, I, I want to use a, a bank sinker. Um, so those are that's you don't want to oversize uh, your gear. And now one of the most important things when you're fishing this time of year is you don't want to f you don't want to cast too far out. You want to cast close in, right into the slough. Because that's where the fish are feeding. They're fish feeding on mole crabs and worms that are being washed out of the surf. Been chatting with Tony Lombardi, walkingangler.com. Tony, thanks so much for being part of OBX FishCast. Thank you, Jody. This has been OBX FishCast. Do appreciate you taking the time to give it a listen. And thanks to all of our guests who took the time to speak with us today. Don't forget, next OBX FishCast will come back to you next Friday at high noon. I'm Jody O'Donnell.